Sorry, we're closed. Another episode, Sean, and I know I gave you a list of three things we were going to talk about in the beginning of this, are or we, actually prior we, to recording. Are we immediately going rogue? Immediately. Immediately. I love some of the things that are trending on Twitter right now. This is a segment called Trending on Twitter. Yeah. Trending on Twitter, yeah. <laughs> First thing trending on Twitter right now. What do we got, Patrick? Tell us what we have on freaking Twitter. Entertain the people. I'm a big entertainer, big time entertainer, big time entertainer. Move this a little closer to me. Uh, John Gruden. Oh yes. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Here we go. I'll nah, go right nah, in. Nah, nah, nah. No, I'm not. Okay. Uh, I don't think you should be fired for something that, unless it was super brutal, which this w- I think this c- qualifies under the brutal. Like, you definitely shouldn't have done that category. The second thing? Like, the second email? I think... Yeah, the um, emails, right? That's what we're talking about. I'm talking about the emails. The Michelin lips. Michelin lips. You gotta gotta be smarter than that. Referring to... I don't think referring to big lips. I understand. I understand that it's it's more of like a factoid. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Referring to certain individuals as queers... That's not great. Not a thing we can That's be doing. That's not great. Not a thing we can be I doing. Think, I think as, from John Gruden's perspective, you got to be better than that. Yep. you got to be smarter than that. I don't really understand the laws of going through emails. My biggest question yeah. out of all of this is how did this surface? How did, how did – is there somebody crawling through John Gruden's emails looking for – fireable offenses? Yeah. Like, they're from 2011. That's, that's a decade ago. Uh-huh. How does that surface? Is there a mole? It's the gotcha mentality we got right now. Everything's gotcha. It's cancel culture. Cancel culture. We're looking at. We're looking to. When in reality, I bet you this probably almost every single person on this on this planet has said something that they shouldn't have done and could be fired for. Hundred percent. But we're gonna villainize everyone, which is kind of the world we live in right now. Uh, look, should he done it? No. <laughs> but should we be going through people's emails? I don't think so either. So, but you know, paydays. I'm sure some TMZ or someone. A nice little payday for someone who said, hey, I got, I got stuff on John Gruden that's going to get him fired. For something like that for 10 years ago, it makes me think that, makes me think that pe- there's people out there that don't like John Gruden and that are actively searching for – I mean, that's obviously what's happening, but I mean like yeah. to, even to like a deeper extent where like he's pissed enough people off where <clears throat> people are people – are, uh, like they're holding, that, holding like hostage on, those, on these things. Like we're going to dig some stuff up. We're going to find the skeletons in your closet, buddy boy. Yeah, no. Here's a question for you. Now we're talking very two different, very di- two very different things. What's more fireable in your eyes? What Urban Meyer did or what John Gruden did? Obviously, the NFL has spoken on what's more fireable. Well, more fireable is what John Gruden did because it was a direct action. You know, like we're not going to call what Urban Meyer did a hate crime. <laughs> We're not going to call John Gruden a hate true. crime either, but it's a, a hate violation. A hate violation. Yes. Uh, Urban Meyer didn't do anything illegal, or he didn't commit a hate crime. Uh, but as a result of his actions, he's no longer capable of leading a team of men. So I think that the action in a in a vacuum, it goes to John Gruden. Um, but I do think John Gruden was still able to probably lead his team. They'd be an effective coach. Effective leader. No, I agree with you. I mean, John Gruden also has a tremendous, uh, like a tremendously better track record than Urban Meyer does. Urban Meyer just seems to be a piece I, of I mean, shit. I will say that if it's a team made up of predominantly African Americans, they may have a difference. They may. I bet there's probably some who have a who've who have a varying opinion on the Michelin tire remark, um, as, and as well as if they're what team is Carl Nassib on? I don't know. He might be on the Raiders. He might be. Let's take a look at that. I don't think I, you know, I've been, in, I've never been in an NFL locker room. I've been in a major league baseball clubhouse. I, I don't the Michelin tire thing. I don't think. I think most people are, are laughing about that. I don't think most people are are um, finding that offensive, at least in the culture. Carl Nassib on the Raiders. That's a problem. Mm. Carl Nassib, if you don't know, NFL player came out as gay o- over the off season. Um, yeah, it's tough. <clears throat> Might that's be one of the reasons he got fired. Yeah, that's a big one. That's a big one. 
and yeah, yeah, it's no. also who knows how he feels about it. I mean, we're just saying because he's gay, he was offended. Well, I'll say that that the the wording of the email was. Brutal. I didn't read the email. It was. It was. It was. It was literally. It was literally. Uh, the Roger Goodell shouldn't be pressuring Jeff Fisher, who was the coach of the Rams, to be drafting queers, which okay. was Michael Sam. Roger Goodell shouldn't be doing that. Well, he shouldn't be pressuring anybody to do that. That's for sure. Draft anyone. But you you got to be savvy enough say to it. not say that. You got to be savvy no, enough to it, say it that. No, just say the guy's name, Michael Sam. But it was Michael Sam, is that his name? Michael Mar- Sam, yeah. I was writing that, okay. You should just say the, the, the gentleman's name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't, don't call him a name. Yeah. But I think, okay, so I think Major League Baseball Clubhouse, fine with that. Yeah, I think an NBA locker room. I don't think they're fine with that. The Michelin stuff. Are we going back and forth here. Mi- I, I, I think the Michelin for sure. They're not. They're not okay with that. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Interesting. Well, well you would have better was, sense of it than I would. I was. I was in the uh, NBA locker rooms uh, during the Trump election. Not Tr- not happy. The Trump is is so much worse than saying someone has big lips. No, I agree with that. But I mean, there there that there there are definitely. Components of the same package. I'm, I'm telling you, it's a thing. If a black coach said it, that's fine. I, it's a I don't think it's a, if, if you're it just is. deciding on who who says what. No, look, minus I'm, the n bomb. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. No, I just think. I, I mean, yeah, maybe. Okay, so in speaking in reference strictly to if you believe because you had a more diverse, um, a more diverse, uh, I guess we might not necessarily diverse. You had a, he had more African Americans, black people in your in your locker room. You would have a better sense of how they th- they might feel based upon this because I don't I think we had as far as actual black people, I think we had Mookie and and David Price at, and on that team. I don't know. Oh, Chris Young I think was on that team too. Um, I'm not really sure that he might have been injured. Uh, but so yeah, so we didn't really have as much of a of a I might not have as much of a knowledge on that. But interestingly enough, curious about moving on. Next couple things trending. They're kind of the combo here. Trending Cashman Hal Seinbrenner. So now that's trending. That's trending on Twitter right now. I so saw they're leaning towards keeping Boone. So I think that's why it's trending. Okay. Let's take a quick look here because I didn't click on them yet. But a quick look would suggest that Hal Steinbrenner reportedly does not blame Aaron Boone for Yankees' disappointing season. Steinbrenner says the underachieving players are the primary reason for the team's lack of success. Looks to be in the Yankee clubhouse right now. <laughs> Let's see why Cashman is trending. Is he just trending along with this, or did he say something about Cashman as well? Um, Fans are probably just having at him. Uh, okay, so apparently Cashman said the same thing in June. How Steinbrenner said uh, every, everything they're saying is lying with the players. At what point here, and this is what we kind of talked about last week, is, you know, I, I underachieving. Yeah, I feel like you had a solid team, but you put the guys out there. I mean, I understand you do got to blame the players at, for a certain period of time. There's no well, question I, about it. It really comes down to who's the decision maker. That's what we said last week. If it's yeah. Cashman, he's out. If it's Steinbrenner, we're dealing with it. Of course we're dealing with it. Maybe just <laughs> do a, a new I mean, whipping what, boy. That's what we really need to deduce is how can we figure out who's calling the shots there. I mean, the, 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 what seemingly would be the obvious answer is it's Hal Steinbrenner, because otherwise, why is Cashman still there? Or is Hal Steinbrenner just so, so out of the loop? How long has Cashman been the GM? Hal Steinbrenner, this could, be, this could be like feel like his uncle. If he was like coming over for dinner as, when Big Stein was in charge. Let's, let's, hear, let's hear, find this question out. Who is older? Because now looking up? I'll look up the other guy. Look up Cashman, because I'm looking up Hal Steinbrenner right now. Hal Steinbrenner age. And Hal Steinbrenner is 51 years old. I got to believe Cashman's old. Cashman, it says right here, Cashman, 54. Okay. So, so maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe brother. Uncle, brother, yeah. I mean, this is probably a guy he's known for 30 years. Probably. And before Maybe he not. Went, maybe Cashman might not have been a GM at 21 or 24. But maybe in the organization. Or maybe working like his way yeah. up. Yeah, it's. I mean, it really comes down to who's calling the shots. They have their. I mean, I don't feel like they're going to get rid of. A ri- get rid of Cashman, but I, f- I could totally see them making an adjustment of it, like how did, they're making those player options. As decisions. Yankee fans, I can't imagine you going into next season happy if they just start trying to make some player moves. Well, they're gonna have they're yeah they're gonna someone well, at the top has to take responsibility here. If it's if it's Hal Steinbrenner saying, "Hey, listen, I made these calls. I'm taking the blame," type of deal, and you protect Cashman's job in that respect, 
Okay. But something's got to happen at the top. They have been too underperforming for too long. It's just been that way. Listen to this on uh, on Wikipedia. Okay. George Steinbrenner, the owner of the New York Yankees, met John Cashman when he managed Pompano Park in Pompano Beach, Florida, and the two became friends. Through another family friend, John helped Brian obtain a position in the Yankees organization as an intern in 1986. He worked in the minor league scouting department in the day uh, and worked security at night. After Cashman graduated from Catholic, I'm guessing Catholic University, uh, from Catholic, the Yankees offered him a position as a baseball operations assistant, which he accepted. Steinbrenner was banned in baseball in July of 1990 for hiring a gambler to investigate Dave Winfield, blah, 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 and then the Yankees, and took over operations, and Cashman played a role in assisting him. This was 1990. Uh, he was promoted from assistant farm director that year to major league administrator in 91. Michael named Cashman a- assistant GM in 92. He remained in the role. Uh, and he succeeded him full-time in 1995. He's been now almost 30 years. He's been almost the GM there. Yeah, since 90. Yeah, so you're correct. Almost 30 years, 26 years. Almost 30 years he's been the general manager. General manager. Jeez, that is a long time. So this is a guy that he probably – I mean, if you really look at the facts here, uh, he became friends with his dad in 86. No, no, no. Yeah, around around 86 – and <clears throat> at the time, that was what's that? That's thirty-three years ago, which puts him in his twenties, mm-hmm. early twenties. Uh, which means that Hal Steinbrenner is probably likely the same. They're probably going and hanging out at at dinner and stuff together. He's probably known Brian Cashman for thirty years. Probably like playing video games uh, in in Big Stein's <laughs> garage. <laughs> He's probably got a video game room or something like that. But <laughs> uh, but they've probably been like gallivanting as as buddies for thirty years. Uh, so with that, with this knowledge, I say Cashman ain't going anywhere. If anything, they're going to hire a consultant. Uh, they're going to hire somebody. Uh, they're going to make a splashy. They're going to hire Don Mattingly. Is he still the coach of the Marlins? He might be. Okay, so maybe not Don Mattingly, but they'll hire a free. I don't know. Sell off a piece of the team to the Derek Jeter. Yeah, they're, they're going to do something splashy with a splashy title and sell it as like the you know baseball strategist. You know, they're going to hire Billy Bean or something like that. Yeah. You know, that'd be something. Yeah, I, it's that's the Yankees. That's the Yankees way. They hired Eric Cressy as the strength and conditioning coach. The strength and conditioning coaches they've hired in the past were all of that nature. They pulled somebody from a random area who was a splashy hire. They did the same thing when they this is what they do. The same thing with their free agent signings, with their trades. They always get a splash. They're a splash team. So they're going to do the exact same thing. They're going to get. They're going to do what did what Diamondbacks did with uh with Tony Larusa, bring him in as the president of baseball operations. They're going to do something like that that is that is splashy, sounds cool, looks swaggy. Maybe it has maybe it has something. Maybe there's there's something there. Maybe there's nothing. Yeah, I, it's it's going to be an interesting off season. I, I it, it does feel as though if I'm if I'm a Yankee fan right now, yeah, you're right. It feels as though nothing's going to happen. Feels as though Hal Steinbrenner, they're going to protect Aaron Boone seeming, seemingly, and then they're going to their cash is probably not going anywhere. You know, Hal Steinbrenner is obviously not going anywhere. But if, if I'm a Yankee fan right now, I am uh, extremely frustrated. Well, if you're a Yankee fan, what do you want? What do you What do you want to happen? Personally, if I'm a Yankee fan, I want I want Cashman gone. I want Boone gone. I want a complete mix up of the team. I want. I, I need someone else calling the shots here. You want. You want like an overhaul. You want, yeah. you want a rebuild. So yeah, you've been. You've been for thirty years. I don't necessarily rebuild. You got some. You got some good pieces in there, but you guys got. Or you're not. I mean, how? Twenty twenty season. The Boston Red Sox were one of the worst teams in Major League Baseball. A laughing stock. Yep. Yankees fans were laughing at us. Everyone was laughing at us. And now you're just watching your Boston. That Boston Red Sox team outperform you the follow the the following year. When you were laughing us in the post in the in the preseason, you're telling us how we were maybe a wild card team, while you guys were definitely the the favorites to win the division, and then we beat you. We just t- we just took um, three out of four from the Rays, going on to the ALCS, and just absolutely outperform you in every way. And and now you're gonna you're gonna say it's not Aaron Boone's fault, which it probably isn't Aaron Boone's fault, although I do believe that he makes bad managerial decisions. But I guess everyone does. Uh, you got. You got Brian Cashman, whoever's at the top making these decisions. And, you know, it, it feels like the same story over and over again. I by think the event. best case scenario is they elevate 
this is gonna this might hurt some Yankee fans. They elevate Cashman to a more senior uh like retirement out like moving. <laughs> you're almost you know, we're gonna keep you around here, big guy, but you're like you know, special assistant to the GM almost kind of thing, right? Like not not totally making ba- baseball president of baseball ops, but doesn't yeah, really do anything. Like yeah, something like a senior advisor to baseball operations or something like that. You know, that's they elevate him to that role. Uh, I just saw that he's already like the highest level vice president in the front office. That's what I was just looking up. Uh, and then they bring in uh, Theo Epstein or somebody like that to uh, actually call the shots. Okay. Well, yeah. If you bring the Theo, you're not gonna you can't have him. They have, can't they have him above him. They did that exact same thing with their. Well, they're doing that exact same thing with. Uh, um, the I think his name's Gene Monahan, maybe mm-hmm. their trainer who's been there for 50 years. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long he's been there. Uh, a dinosaur in the world of of, of, of of athletic training. Um, he's a dinosaur in the world of athletic training. Uh, but he is. But he's just uh, he's like there's another head athletic trainer there. They have other staff around him. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's just probably uh, you know along for the ride right now. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think. They're not a stranger to that. I think that's best case scenario for the Yankees. It probably is best case scenario. I just I'm very curious. I got I got some hateful messages about my take on the Yankees on our last podcast. Um, people not pleased with uh, with my take, but you know I'm very curious if if Yankee fans if they go sign another bat this offseason, and Yankee fans are cheering saying they're oh this is it we're now contender we're now we're now favorites to win the AL East blah 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 blah. Uh, it's just it's gonna it's nauseating to listen to. If they if, if Cashman turns it around here, all of a sudden now they they feel like their lineup is a solid lineup as long as they can stay healthy, and they go make a big, you know maybe a Max Scherzer, they they add some depth to this pitching staff, and then they'll we actually start talking about the human contenders. But it just seems like the same. It's like a merry-go-round. It's like the off the, <laughs> the off season hits. They sign some bats. They go in. They're these best the best team in baseball. Blah 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 blah. They underperform all year. They end up not doing anything, and then it goes on 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 and on again. And the same thing every single year. So I, I'm interested to see. I I would be upset if I'm a Yankee fan though right now. I'm, I would be very upset Fair that enough. something didn't happen. That's something. Enough. I mean, it took one year. I mean, granted we had Alex Cora in the wings, but it took one year. We had, we sent whoever Alex Cora's um, bench coach was was the manager last year or two years ago. Are we two years out of, well, out of I'm not pandemic say, now? I'm not, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm not going to accept that argument because one game swing could have changed. Could have changed dramatically for for the Yankees because if they if they happen to win that game, I mean, I don't know that they beat the Rays, but they're all of a sudden now they could be in a completely different yeah, but so conversation. The, the reason I might accept that <laughs> argument is because they said that they were going to win the division, and it, not that it wouldn't be close. But this was a, a division-winning team. The Red Sox were a wild card at best team this year. They well, were how fighting many wins for wild. did the Yankees have? I, uh, maybe not. In some, all of them, all of us were in the nineties. Is that a division-winning record? I mean, no. But well, I'm, I'm not. Almost every division winner this year had over hundred wins. You, it's not a division-winning. You're in, the, in my opinion. Well, how far off? How how big of a? They gap lost is to the that? Rays by nine games. How how? That's humongous. Yeah. But how far of a gap is the 92, 92 wins to hundred wins? I mean, be eight, games. eight games. I mean, over the course of 162 games, are we talking? If math? you're talking about a division winner and you lost the division by by eight to ten games, you had a you had a, an underperforming season, especially with that payroll. Well, you just uh, can't with, do it. with the Yankees. It's underperforming if you don't win the World Series. That's that's I mean, period. Not, in the last in the last decade. No, it's not. Well, well, it's in, not in the, they, in the they, eyes they, of the organization. It, okay, yeah, but again, it's it is as I said last week. It's delusion. You're not you're not a World Series contender in any year. The only year they had the opportunity was the year that the Astros cheated. And honestly, I give the Astros a lot of credit. Um, they've been a very good team for the last uh, since the cheating scandal came out. You know, I wanted to see them. I re- I think the whole, all of baseball was rooting against them Same. and wanting them to suck, and they just didn't. So, like, oh, do I think that there's a chance that um, the Yankees go on to that World Series team? Probably lose to the Dodgers that year. Okay, so. The actual statistics here yeah. for the standings, the Yankees would have only won the NL East if they if they had if they were the ever. worst division in baseball. So yeah, so yeah, clearly the eighty eight <laughs> wins was the was the winner. It's terrible. So, but there are only three hundred game winners here. So there's one hundred seven Giants, one hundred six Dodgers. Can't believe they're in the wild. A uh, hundred, hundred for the hundred for the Rays. So, and like you look at NL, AL Central, ninety three wins. White Sox, ninety five for the Astros. 
88 Braves, 95 Brewers. Man, Brewers got 95 wins. So yeah, I'm going to run the thing. I, I, look, I, I don't think that – I don't think it's fair to say that it's a disaster um, because they're right in the mix with all the division winners minus minus really realistically minus the 100-win teams. The, th- the reason, again, I don't accept the argument is because you're in the AL East. You know what division you're in. No, I get that. Yeah, but I'd, I'd like, like to look at the last 10 years how many division winners in the AL East were not 100-game winners. No, you, you can't compare yourself to the AL Central. You're playing against the White Sox. You're not, you're, the AL East has been notoriously the toughest division in baseball for the last two decades. But, but look, I mean, I, I, I disagree in the fact that 92 wins in that division is, f- is phenomenal then. It's not phenomenal. You're, you're a middle-of-the-pack AL East team. I mean, yes, that is true. <laughs> Orioles. You got to go in. It, you have to go. You're in the AL East. You're fighting for your life every game. Yeah, but and when you're you going to say like you're going to win the division but, and you lose building, by nine games. But building a baseball team is they don't build. I, I'm not listen. <laughs> I understand what you're saying, but I'm t- in building a baseball team. You're competing with all of Major League Baseball, so it, you are competing with the other teams when it comes to team building. I just completely disagree. You're, a comp- you're There's a reason there's divisions. You're competing in your division. You don't compete no for question. baseball until the end of the year. No, I totally agree with that. And and the division is 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 going to be the first hurdle that you have to clear. But when it comes to building a team, they're they've done a great job. Mm-hmm. But it's just not good enough. I mean, if we're sitting here, if we take the Yankees out, and we're talking about the Royals, we're talking about how much what's the what's the extension this guy's getting. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you're playing with a different. I know, I know, and that's that's where that's where the that's where the, the argument and, shifts. And I think if the Royals, I can we can again we can shift that argument though. Is if you if the Royals spend this kind of money, the Royals would never spend this kind of money. Oh, they spend this kind of money. Money and, is the thing, and, that's, and only and only win ninety two games. The guy's probably fired. And the money is another <laughs> is a, is another layer. Yes, the money is for cert, for cert, certainly another layer. Yeah, I don't know. I I think it's it's a, in my opinion another extremely underperforming year for them. That was a great argument we had. That was a very, very good great, argument. Great argument. The other argument that you talk about baseball right now, it's also trending on Twitter, is Major League Baseball. And I have not clicked on this one, so I don't know what they're speaking about. But I want, I want to read the exact, the exact. Because I tweeted about it this morning. I want to read the exact headline here. It's from Business Week. It apparently was out yesterday. The exact headline is Major League Baseball or MLB is testing big rule changes to fix baseball's boredom problem. Here we go again. This, this so is, this I, is crap. to me, like and this like is immediate crap. So yeah, so they so the picture they give is is minor league baseball. Uh, so maybe there's a minor league baseball boredom problem. I'm not really sure, uh, but you know, uh, so that well, you the are he- speaking. You're, this is this is a conversation to be had because you are t- speaking to two minor league freaking <laughs> veterans. Yes. They're, they're, they're the three the three things here. Oh my goodness. Um, saying robot umps, larger bases, letting batters steal first. What the hell is that going to do? St- How the hell do you steal first? You just start running? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. What a joke. Yeah, it's Look, terrible. I'll tell you, that this, is what, this is one thing that I learned in my four year, five years in the minor leagues, was that you go across the country. I've been to Iowa, freaking montana idaho wyoming colorado i've been i've been to all of the mississippi alabama i've been everywhere Um, it is unbelievable how americans love baseball i don't think they have a problem i've been i have seen i've seen sellout crowds of ten thousand people roll into crap stadiums in the middle of cornfields in iowa and I, I don't think that they have a problem. I think they'll have a problem when they keep trying to spice things up. I think when you have, like, the Cincinnati Reds or the Pittsburgh Pirates who have bad teams and they can't, they can't you know, they're not exciting to be a part of, I think, yes, you, you run into a problem. When you have 160, you have 162 games, that is a problem. We get, everybody can watch it from, from home. Yeah. But people aren't going I, – look, I, I, can, I can name any ballpark that I've ever been to in my life and the reason – there's two reasons that people show up to ball – well, there's three reasons people show up to ballpark. One is they're old-timers who just love freaking baseball. It's American. They just love the summer vibe of the base of baseball. Two, they show up to drink. They're, there, they're there for Thirsty <laughs> Thursday. They're there to they're – there to, they're, they're up there on the, on the you know, mezzanine crushing, crushing brewskis mm-hmm. uh, and the games happening in the background. Mm-hmm. That's, they're there for that. And the third reason, some reason people show up for fireworks. <laughs> Everyone. People love fireworks. Night. People love kids. fireworks. It's kids, the kids and show up. It is family friendly 
fun. I don't think that they have a problem. And I think that all of this other stuff is just going to take away from what baseball actually is. I think it's crap. <laughs> Listen, this isn't going to be an argument, John. I couldn't agree with you more. It's, I think it's absolute. Not, I just don't see the boredom. I mean, again, I'm, I'm a baseball lover. so It's not an action-packed sport. But if you're, I mean, you're, if you're looking for action, go be, go to, go watch football, go watch a basketball game, go to, go watch something else. But if you're people, I have, it is an absolute. If you travel, if you ride the buses of the minor leagues and go to these parks all across the land, yeah, there's places where they they get they get no fans, Mobile, Alabama being one of them. But there are uh, just so many countless cities, random cities that you've never heard of, that are filling their ballparks all the time with fans who love it. No, I agree with you. They're, it's garbage. Yeah, I, I don't I don't get it. I don't think that there's a problem. Um, Are the billion dollar TV contracts not enough funding for you? Is that not is that not sufficient enough? Yeah, I, I it's and you know it it doesn't make sense to me. I think this is based off the picture. I don't know if it's yeah, they're they're and they're going to major league is using the independent Atlantic lead as a laboratory for changes that could speed up baseball games and add more drama. I don't know why. Ah. What what add more drama? Why don't you just start in the seventh inning? Then? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, major league. I mean, the the Red Sox had they had back to back night walk off walk off hits to win the ALDS against a team that's better uh, than you them. You know, probably. they're they're talking about they're they're talking about game seventy seven. You know, they're wondering what what are we going to do to get people in the door for game seventy. I think I think I personally believe, and I'm, I'm probably who knows if I'm right or wrong because who knows what kind of information they're working with at the top. I just, I I I just ha- think we have a problem. I another, talk about another problem. I think we have a problem at the top of baseball. I don't th- I don't think Rob Manfred's good at all. I think that's been a that's yeah. Been a I think he's been as bad as it gets um, for a lot. And, and robot umpires, larger bases. That's what are we playing? Little what do league? they need larger bases for? It's so is it's just ridiculous. Letting batters steal first, like in that not to mention awesome. you're. <laughs> I mean, it's stupid. Not to mention you're gonna you're ruining you're ruining the yeah, Hall of Fame in my opinion yeah. too. Because at, at a certain point <laughs> now. You know what a guy, lar- you know, if you're doing larger bases, more guys, technically speaking, are going to be are going to be on base more because they should be able to get to the base quicker right. if we're doing larger bases by chance. If you're stealing bar- stealing first, like, are we going to have guys with hundred stolen bags in a year? Like, you know, what are we what are we doing here? I think it's I think it's the most ridiculous stuff. I think we need to get rid of the the idiots at the top of baseball. What if they just what if they? I, how much of this is 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 actually because is actually because people don't show up to the games they're watching on TV now? Because every game is televised. Who can, I, I don't know. Maybe the, I, I mean, it's hard for me to say because I am an I'm a baseball fan. However, I'm an I'm a, I'm really only an avid Red Sox fan. That's a tough one to do because every game at Fenway sells out pretty much. How many stadiums are like that? I of course Fenway and Wrigley and San Francisco, right? I don't know if San Francisco does it. I guess they might. I've, the, when I was when I was working for the Diamondbacks, all the guys said that the the best place, best atmosphere. Aside the Giants from Wrigley was Giants. Okay, so the Giants sell out. I'm sure the Dodgers do well just because of a good team, how good of a team they have. They seem to have a pretty diehard following. Good, good fan base out there. Very, very Yankee-like fan base. Yep, I can tell you. Well, let's talk about my teams. The White Sox certainly do not. The Twins certainly do not. Uh, who else? The Diamondbacks the do not. Yeah. Uh, who else did I play in the Central that year? Uh, who else? The Royals certainly do not. Uh, I don't know who else is it. Detroit certainly does not. Uh, I mean, the Mets had a pretty good crowd. We played them on a weekend in a playoff run, so I'm not sure how well they do when they're not doing well. I went to a Mets-Brewers game. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, not great. And that was a good pitcher there. They had, like, Syndergaard pitching or something. I just don't see – I don't see the problem. Now, do I – what I imagine they're doing a tremendous amount of more testing, more information that we ha- than we have, I'm sure they do. I just don't see the problem, though. I mean, baseball is a phenomenal sport, and I think you're trying to cater to people that aren't baseball fans. I think, if anything, this is this is empty stadium syndrome. Yeah, right, which is a problem. But uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I think I think I think baseball will always be what baseball is. I think it's best if they lean into lean into it a little bit. If they want more people, larger on the stand, bases. This yeah, is the most that, ridiculous the, thing. the game isn't the problem. It's, it's almost embarrassing. What I let's think, make I, the end zone bigger in football. Yeah, I don't. I, I think that, <laughs> you know? I think that they need to lean into what baseball is and trying instead of trying to make it. They were trying to be the XFL, where yeah. you just make all these ridiculous That's things. A great comparison, and I hate, I hate giving you credit. Thank you. It's like it is. It's like we're trying to be the XFL and just do a bunch of crazy shit to make this game supposedly better. We're, this is a great podcast so far. Phenomenal podcast. I am going to go rogue here again and click on a thing that's trending. Nine thousand nine hundred ninety-six tweets so far. Okay. I don't know why it's trending in any respect. Maybe you have better knowledge. Maybe you've, you're up to date here. 
but the trend is Keyshawn. Mm, he was. I know he was saying some stuff about Gruden. Keyshawn Johnson, and I quote, reacts to John Gruden's resignation from the Raiders. He's just always been a fraud to me. From day one, he's been a used car salesman, and people bought it. It's pretty aggressive. Your thoughts? I My radar went up on John Gruden when he took this job and was not good for the first few years. I'll, this was the first year I was like, oh, maybe it just took a while for him to get going. I was always wondering why he was held in such high regard. Uh, as, as like he was always like the top coach every year that everybody wanted, and he yeah. just kept turning everybody down. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all. I think he's like a, he's got that football guy, you know. Ah, I'm a football guy. I think he's got that mentality, and he really comes off that way. But I don't. I, I don't necessarily know that that means he's good at it. No, interesting. And it could be. You know, you know, we talk about this in our sports, our respective sports that uh, we were a part of. Uh, that a lot of people in the media like a certain guy, but he's just not well liked yeah, within the clubhouse. There's so many people like that that like the media is like really pumped about. Maybe he's one of them. And I'll tell you, this was something that when I worked for the Lakers, because I don't know if you ever watch ESPN, but during basketball season, the only team they talk about is the Lakers. Yeah. So when I worked for the Lakers, I was we would be in the weight room with the Lakers. Yeah. And they would have, we'd be watching like first take or PTI, and they'd be talking about us and. Stephen A. Smith was just spewing absolute nonsense. I don't know who your sources are. I don't know who Max Kellerman is having a conversation with. Um, we're sitting there. They'd be talking about like Swaggy P and Swaggy P would be right here. Like, where are they getting this information? It would be an absolute joke. So the stuff, I, the stuff you see in the media, uh, I you cannot, you cannot trust. Absolute nonsense. It, it, you know, I have no idea where they come up with this stuff. Uh, it is, it, it is such, it is such garbage. Uh, and so, I mean, some people I think have good sources, and there were some people out there who I thought were plugged in. Definitely, but uh, for the most part, like they they need stories. They're going to pull stuff out. I, who was my their source? Might be the janitor. I don't know. Like yeah. I, I just, but I know that. So like, whenever people like praise Gruden and stuff like that, I mean, you really have to take for the grain of salt that people in the background are going to know are like those Keyshawn Johnson is going to be way more plugged into that yeah. than anyone else. And ex- exactly. And you might, you might, this might be like the final straw type of thing. You also might've been, they must, might've been colleagues at ESPN for a little bit. I'm not, I'm not sure if there was crossover there. I'm so not sure either, more but information. yeah, but he did 1000% could have been, uh, could have been a fraud and, and no one really ever knew. Cause it's just, he was protected by the media for whatever reason. Um, and I won't click on Stephen Eggs. I just assume that he's saying the same stuff. He's going off about it. You know what? I will click on Stephen Eggs. I just want to see what – they usually have a quote right there. Oh, brings us into our next, our next topic. He's not talking about John Gruden. He's talking about Kyrie? Yes, he is. What is Stephen A., the quote that is right at the top is, you cannot trust Kyrie to be anything but Kyrie, which is <laughs> That's, that is super the best, accurate. Best statement I've ever heard. Super accurate. All right, so if you don't know already, we'll just I'll just give you the quick thing before we, we dive into the final topic before picks. This is not the final topic. The second, next topic is the final topic. But regardless, uh, Kyrie, uh, the Nets came out and said that the, uh, Kyrie will not be allowed to play um, or participate in any practices until he is vaccinated. They respect his right to choose. I did not actually get to see if he's go- they're going to pay him still. Um, uh, so, no, uh, so their decisions because they say respect the 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 respect to yeah. choose. Yeah. It seems like they might still be paying him. Yeah. I didn't read that far into it, nor if I, do I even know if they gave that much information out, but. He's not practicing. He's not practicing. He's not allowed to play until he's "quote unquote" allowed to be a full participant. Yep. Uh, agree, disagree. What do you got? Uh, agreed all around. I think that I think that he has the right to choose. Um, look, the COVID thing is. If, the, if we learned anything through COVID, it's that everybody has a different different opinion on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and f- quite frankly, that's fine. You, you're you're welcome to your own opinion, and that's fine. Uh, so he has the right to choose there, and I think the Nets made the right decision to 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 bench him entirely i think the halfway player thing is a load of crap mm-hmm. uh, i think that kyrie irving is a bad locker room guy i think that he's probably already caused quite a bit of rift with just being kyrie and the and the in the and the antics i don't know if you were privy to it last year but he was in and out he just stopped showing up for a while okay like just there was no reasoning behind i it. remember just, hearing stuff he i don't follow basketball a, that he well, just but. needed a break so Ooh. he just stopped coming for a while nobody knew when he was Everybody coming back right guys ever yeah he was gone and that you well when you're being paid 20 million dollars you you show the hell up to the, to the arena uh and uh and like i i think every everywhere he's been since i think he was the 
the spark to the reason the Cavs ended up breaking up. Mm-hmm. I think he was a nightmare in Boston. I think he immediately became a nightmare in in Brooklyn. I when as soon as they 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 brought Kyrie in, I was like, that is that is a that is a disaster waiting to happen. I was not wrong. I've been in the NBA. I've heard things, uh, and just, I thought the same thing when Harden came in. And Kyrie is just—he's like a loose cannon. I don't know what's—I don't Definitely. know what's gotten into him. And I mean, I don't—I'm not—I'm not really taking away from the fact that like his decision on COVID—that's fine. I, I have nothing against that. But it's just—it's—he's—he's he's like a walking circus and a walking—he's a walking obstacle for the team. And I don't think—I think the the general manager and the team was like. Look, this experiment is not going well. It's certainly not going to go well if it's half-assed. So let's just get him out of here, and and we'll we'll deal with him, and we'll bring him on the court when he's when he's able to be full ass. Well, I'll tell you right now, new quote from Stephen A. Smith just popped up. Love that. Just popped up right now. Actually, it didn't just it says about an hour ago, but <laughs> just popped up on my feed. Stephen A. Smith says the Nets are disgusted with Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Quote. They'd give his ass away for a box of cookies if they could. <laughs> They're just so disgusted with this dude. I'm telling you what I know. I believe that. 100% believe it. 100% I, I believe mean, it. I believe it too. I again, the whole the COVID vaccination stuff. You do whatever the hell you want. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I can't. This guy's got a job to do, and he's 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 against whatever he it is. He is religious, you know, exemptions, all this nonsense. Uh, but he's not doing his job, so he shouldn't get paid for it, in my opinion. But that's another day. The last thing in our final topic before picks for the day. And a, a, this is also trending on Twitter right now, which is great for our, my my friend who's a part of this trend. Um, John Cusack, not my friend in this group, uh, embarrasses Barstool writer before Astros White Sox game. Now, that's what's trending. Uh, the person, the Barstool writer that he uh, quote-unquote embarrassed is a guy by the name of White Sox Dave. Uh, I, I don't believe he was embarrassed. Uh, but have you seen the video, Sean? No, I know. Okay, so essentially, just to bring up the speed here, um, John Cusack has been seen wearing both a Cubs hat and a White Sox hat. Okay. Uh, it's, seemingly, he was a Cubs fan when they were making their run. Now that the White Sox are making their run, he is now a White Sox fan. Um, his argument in the video, White Sox Dave approaches John Cusack, and his argument in the video is just that um, John Cusack's argument in the video was essentially naming old players that he knew. I guess maybe personally, pe- uh, maybe personally I'm not really 100% sure, but just trying to spew old player names to make it sound like he was a fan. And he might be a fan of the White Sox. He might just be one of those guys that's not a diehard yep. and wants to see. Clearly. The, yeah, clearly, yeah. And wants to see the Cubs. You know, when they want the city of Chicago is great mm-hmm. when the Cubs are doing well or when the White Sox are doing well. Maybe he's just one of those. I think that's the better argument here for him and just say, I'm not a diehard. I'm just rooting for the team. You know, I love the city of Chicago. I want one team to win. Um, but John Cusack, in my opinion, is embarrassing himself uh, because he's going after a – a blogger, a, a guy who is a pretty nice guy, uh, going after a blogger for saying putting him on his ban list because he's not a diehard. He, John Cusack is a 19-year-old girl. Yeah, it's bad. He is a 19-year-old girl who's going to NYU, and they're not. Make it a, she's make not it a, a Chicago <clears throat> university. Uh, I, okay, you should know one. You're, you're the university guy back in the day. Okay, he's going to. Uh, I'm a, he's a 19-year-old girl named Janine. Okay. Who's going to DePaul University. <laughs> there you go. Okay. <laughs> and not a fan, never watched a baseball game in her life before she attended DePaul, but she hears they have fun parades at the end. <laughs> so she just wants a team in Chicago to win so she can go to the parade and look cute. Wow. I tell, you right, I tell you right now, White Sox Dave, <laughs> you ever listen to this, is going to love that take. <laughs> John Cusack is a 19-year-old DePaul student. 19-year-old female DePaul student. Somebody tweet that out. What's his name? Barstool. White Sox Dave. White Sox Dave. White Sox Dave. This one's for you. He's an avid fan of Green Rock. Every you know, time he's oh, in you t- know him. Every time he's in well, the I, in, want in ho- to, I want you to send him the clip of me saying that John Cusack <laughs> Is John Cusack is a 19-year-old female DePaul student? Okay, <laughs> make sure he knows that. Yeah, I, I, I just I can't get on board with John Cusack here. I, I think, you know, turn. I love the turn into stuff. 
and he just gets defensive. Anytime people get defensive, I automatically think that you yeah, are you a little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I turn that. into it. If you get caught off guard and you get defensive, I get that stuff. But like in this situation, you had a Twitter battle before it. Yeah, like, there's no big deal. Like, why do you care? Yeah, like, all right, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, okay. You, ha- I like the team that's doing well. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah um, I mean, he's clearly not a diehard fan. Yeah. I mean, I understand the knowing people. I, I, I resonate with that, like yeah. being a fan of the person that you know. But yeah. if you're a real fan, that's not an option. No, no. I, yeah, I think it's stupid. I think he's, it's stupid to give this much attention. I bet you White Sox Dave is loving it. Yes. Because he is uh, everywhere. Right I now. saw it trending, and I was like, I don't care about John Cusack. So yes. I'm not looking at this. But I, I think I think John Cusack might have a piece in this publication called Crone, uh, because he <laughs> did, definitely did not embarrass. He's writing an editorial to the Crone. <laughs> he definitely did not embarrass what I saw Dave in any capacity, in my opinion. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, the last thing I'm just going to click on it. That was the last thing, but click I'm going to click on this. Click it. We got. It's time. an ad- advertisement. You see the advertisement uh, trending on yeah, trends yeah, on Twitter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cris- crispy, juicy, tender. Oh, I got, I saw the same thing. I bet you did. Is that it's a, probably gonna be there all day. Is it McDonald's? Oh yeah, we no free ads. It's a it's a fast food chain that we won't we won't disclose. No free ads. Oh, uh, God. Don't catch that crispy, juicy, tender FOMO is the is the thing. And um, thanks for thanks for that, Patrick. It's just pictures of of chicken tenders and people. People are just make writing, tweeting pictures of chicken tenders. And then the first one with words is they put my balls in a blender. Uh, I'm not sure how that's relevant to all of this, but moving on. <laughs> pick, Sean. College football picks, NFL picks, we got them all. Go ahead and shoot your college football picks out first. Oh, I'm doing this? You do that? Yeah, we start with college football. Okay. Huh. I, I, do, I prepared myself because I, I prepared myself a little bit because I figured this was going to happen. Actually, the first one that I wanted to do is a completely rogue one. Okay. <laughs> Hold on, I want to pull this up. Uh, okay. We have the Mighty Bulldogs. Okay. Two and two. Traveling to Stores, Connecticut to take on the University of Connecticut at 0-7. Wait, what, what Bulldogs? Yale. Oh. <laughs> My apologies. I, I should specify. <laughs> Here's a Georgia. Georgia Bulldogs at two and two. <laughs> like they're, they're, going, two. they're going to UConn? <laughs> Now listen. Now Yale. This is a, this would be a horrible loss okay. for 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 Connecticut. I was looking at this last night. Yale is coming off a oh, gut wrenching defeat to the Big Green of Dartmouth okay. last week. Okay, uh, they have beaten Lehigh. They have beaten Cornell, and they lost by three at home to the Crusaders of Holy Cross. Uh, y- UConn has not beaten a single team this year. Uh, they they also <laughs> lost to. Uh, Holy Cross, they lost to Fresno State, they lost to Purdue, they lost to Army, they lost to Wyoming, they lost to Vanderbilt. So they've played better teams. Can UConn get on the board? Can they get on the left-hand side here? No, I, I can't. I, I don't know much about both teams. You don't know a damn thing about any of their teams. No, besides the fact that I want UConn to hire Mr. Presbyterian. <sighs> what a guy. Yeah, get what him guy. in there, man. Uh, but other than that, I don't know much about each team. I'll go with I'll go with the mighty Bulldogs. <laughs> The mighty Bulldogs. They have W's. So yes, they have. They have one game. So I will. I will pick Yale. Let me write that down. Who are you picking? <laughs> I want you to write this down. I really am tempted to pick Connecticut in this one, but they're zero and seven. I'm just going to say the morale of that team is just so brutal. Uh, the, the Yale Bulldogs have found ways to win. I'm going to go Yale. There's no spread on that game, so uh, I was just with that. Surprise, surprise! surprise. Okay. It's an outright win for the Bulldogs. Uh, okay. Uh, let's do uh, Oklahoma State, the Cowboys, number 12. Tra- wow, they're number 12. We're in trouble. Uh, number 12, Oklahoma State traveling down to Austin after an epic loss. Flop City by the Longhorns last week. Uh, Texas is a five-and-a-half-point favorite. 12 noon kickoff on Fox. Big noon, Oklahoma State at Texas. Who you got? That's a tough question because that is a good one. Texas looked pretty solid against Oklahoma early on. They did have an enormous collapse. They mm-hmm. really should have won that football game. Uh, but Oklahoma State, on the other hand, usually a big running gun team. Lots of high-powered offense. Mike Gundy is legit. Yeah, Mike Gundy is legit. However, I, are they, Sean, did you mention if Oklahoma State was ranked? 12. 12. So there it's a bit. It's 12 a, verse 25. Okay. So that's – and there it's at Texas, you said, which is always – I do believe that in, in college football, I very much so believe in home field advantage. For sure. Uh, but 
I think did you what you what did you put the spread at? Would you personally put the spread? I out? put the <laughs> I conversed with the people in Vegas. Yes, and I said at five and a half point favorite for Texas, the home team. Okay, wow. I mean, Texas. Texas is a good team. They lost to Oklahoma, and Oklahoma brought their new quarterback in last week. So who knows? Oklahoma could be back. Oklahoma could be back. Um, and he's he he led the charge last week. That I mean, they the t- Texas had it had them dead in the water. They were killing them. I know. I would love to have that quarterback. Uh, not Rattler, the other guy. Uh, he was making throws that were just fantastic. Yeah. But I digress. I'm gonna I'm gonna lean towards Oklahoma State. Uh, I know they're the underdogs, which actually helps this case because um, now they just have to win uh, or lose by four points. Uh, but I, I like I although it's at home, I do believe Texas has a good football team this year. Uh, tough loss last week, and they're they're staying at home again for a long week. I, I think Oklahoma State comes in and wins this game. I think they're the better team running gun, although Texas, based off of what we saw last week, is also running gun, dropping, I think, almost 50 points in regular, in, in regular play. Yep. Uh, so it's, it's going to be a high-scoring affair. I'd love to see what the over-under is for this game. Uh, but it, it, I think Oklahoma State wins this. Let's see if there is an over-under. Uh, over-under 59. I actually don't think that Oklahoma State can keep up uh, with the points. I think Texas is going to win. Sarkeesian's feeling good. I think even though they lost, I think they're feeling good in Texas. I feel like they're, they're, they feel like there's light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the energy's probably pretty good there. Uh, and I think the fans, 110,000, will come out and support them. Or it was a Daryl K. Royal Stadium down there in Austin. Texas wins, Texas covers. All right. We got the Gators, number 20 Gators, Florida Gators, that is, <laughs> traveling down to Louisiana State. Uh, Baton Rouge take on the Tigers. Yes, uh, the Tigers are three and three on the season. They got walloped last week. This was a game I think you picked incorrectly. They beat. They lost to Kentucky, uh, who's now number eleven in the country. Uh, David picked it incorrectly. Hold on. We both picked Kentucky. No, I originally picked it incorrectly, but and you, then I told you that Kentucky was yes, legit. and then I completely changed <laughs> immediately. Coach Ed Ogeron for the uh, LSU Tigers is the leading hot seat guy in the country right now mm-hmm. front literally front page I'm looking at his face right now uh, on ESPN as the midseason hot re- hot hot seat report uh, this is uh, look th- they need to win this game <laughs> they need to win this game uh, it is a Florida ten and a half point favorite on the road number 20 Florida visits unranked LSU three and three noon kickoff on ESPN who you got I like Florida I, I really I think Florida Florida put up a good fight against Alabama regardless of Alabama's loss last week. Um, Alabama put up a good fight. Um, I mean, Florida put up a good fight against a good Alabama team. They're on the road. Uh, LSU, on the other hand, just isn't a very good team. It doesn't seem like even Kentucky, although Kentucky seemingly, uh, unbeknownst to me, has a good team this year. <laughs> uh, but I think Florida's got a good squad this year, and I think that they go ten and a half is is a fairly big spread. Uh, but I, I in no way would be surprised if, if Florida runs away with this game by 21-plus points, so I'm going to take Florida. I got Florida as well. I think that LSU keeps it close. I'll say, I'm going to say LSU or Florida wins and does not cover. Um, I think that LSU, I think that Coach O is not the guy. I love him, but I don't think he's the guy because aside from that one year, he's been on the hot seat every other year. I think they're just itching to get rid of him. I believe he was a coach mm-hmm. in waiting unless Miles left, uh-huh. and they ju- or the interim coach, and I believe they just kept him on. Okay. So I think that they're itching to get rid of him. They happen to win a national championship. I guess those things. I guess you can stumble upon one of those at LSU. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> right. sure, I'm sure you could. That's nice. Uh, so I got Florida winning, not covering the 10.5-point spread. Then we travel down to Athens, the Georgia Bulldogs, number one. They're a 23.5-point favorite. Surprise. But hold the phones. <laughs> We're holding. The Wildcats of Kentucky. Oh, wow. They're hot. They're 6-0. and Number 11. Coming down. When is the last time that the number 11 team in the country was a 23-and-a-half point? Did you get college game day there? Uh, no. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Yes, they are back in Because Georgia's number one in the country now. They are. So it's Kentucky 11, Georgia number one. Three three thirty kickoff. CBS. Where did Alabama drop? Do you happen to have that right They're in front five. of you? They're five. They're five. Okay. They're five. They'll We're be gonna... back to number two soon. Get a couple wins under your belt, be fine. Yes. Who you got? Kentucky, Georgia. <sighs> it's a huge spread. That's a monster spread. But Kentucky is red. They oh, they want this game. Of course, Probably I'm a little nervous. <laughs> I'm a little nervous. <laughs> let me read you. Let me read you the. Let me read you the, the blurb. No, I'm going to read you the scores that Kentucky's had on the year. Okay. Forty-five ten over Louisiana Monroe. 
35-28 over Missouri, 28-23 over Ch uh, Tennessee Chattanooga, 16-10 over South Carolina, 20-13 over then number 10 F Florida, 42-21 uh, over LSU. They're not winning by a ton. And they're beating, they're beat, they beat Florida. It was a good win. South Carolina, I, I haven't LSU heard. LSU beat down. That's a beat down. Yeah, I have, it's the LSU, but I don't, I don't think LSU's good. So, but with the South Carolina, I think that's a, that's a, that was a close game. I, seemingly, they are getting better throughout the year, which is what you'd want to see from this type of squad. Uh, but at South Carolina, South Carolina, sixteen leagues. to They're ten. The this is the big leagues. Yeah, I think I think Georgia beats beats up on South Carolina. Oh, you um, mean Kentucky? They'll beat South Carolina maybe later in the season. No, I mean, Kentucky or he played uh, oh, South Carolina sixteen saying? to ten. Oh, yeah, I think Georgia beats up on a South okay. Carolina team. Um, and then then Florida, Georgia and Florida haven't played each other. Am I am I correct in that in that Georgia presumption? Georgia and Florida. Let yeah. Me check. Georgia, uh, Georgia has not played Florida exactly, they so that's tough. Um, you know what? It's a twenty-three and a half point uh, home favorite. Mm -hmm. This is an easy pick. Georgia don't cover. I think I think that's what I'm going to pick. The soul and the reason I want to say that spread. it's a huge spread. Do I think Georgia can certainly do it? Yes. Am I one of those people that ask myself questions and answers them? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I think Georgia is a really, really good football team. But I think you, Kentucky coming in 6-0 can going to be really motivated. On the other end of this. this they got great look, their statistics. Their, their, their passing yards, rushing yards, and receiving yards. The, the top guy is all oh, it's Kentucky in each one. Didn't Georgia just embarrass a undefeated? Um, Arkansas. Arkansas team, they did. They embarrassed thirty-eight nothing. Embarrassed them. I'm gonna go Georgia, and I'm gonna say they cover. Uh, I'm, I think Kentucky's gonna be excited. I think Arkansas was excited to do it. I just, I just, I'm going to stick to the fact that I think Georgia, as it stands right now, is legitimately the best team in, in college football. And I don't think there's anyone. I think Alabama's close to them, but I don't think anyone else is close to them. I'm, I'm saying they cover the spread. Kentucky has not Ooh. had. Kentucky has not had a great win. Besides Florida, because I think Florida has a good team, but everything else, I'm not. I'm not super impressed with. I say Georgia goes and Georgia takes care of business in Athens. Wow! Between the hedges, are we getting a not so fast? No, no, no. I gotta go Georgia. The spread is too gigantic. If they came out, if they came out with like a ten point spread, I would have. Uh, I would have. I would have really considered the Kentucky selection here. But I'm gonna say Georgia does not cover. I think that Kentucky would be a little more savvy going into uh, the game. They'll see what they what what happened to Arkansas, and they'll probably try to <laughs> slow the game down a little bit more, control mm -hmm. it, make it low scoring. But Georgia, no no pun intended, just has the dogs, man. Yes, They're too good. Did. They're too good. Um, all right, let's go to last one. We'll do Alabama on the road at Mississippi State, 17-point favorite. Uh, do they bounce back? 7 p.m. kickoff, Mississippi State, Starkville. They're going to be hungry. I believe they do. I think they bounce back quite easily, honestly. Um, uh, because I think I don't think Nick Saban's team falls twice. I think they I think they come back. They may fall again later in the year. Yeah. I think Alabama's a really good team, yeah. so I, they probably won't. But I don't think that there's any way that this team doesn't bounce back immediately and take care of business. In uh, are they home in Tuscaloosa? No, they're Starkville, they? Starkville, Mississippi I, State. I, I I believe that Alabama wins and Alabama covers, which is my shirt. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Alabama wins. Alabama covers. I'll wear the T-shirt this week, and it's happening. Okay, so. Moving on to the NFL, guys, uh, as we are not picking a, a terrible West Virginia team. Um, but they will win outright. <laughs> just, just in case anyone, That's my T-shirt. In case anyone was wondering, uh, they will win outright. So we're going to go right down the list here. Going right down the list. We got start off in succession here. In succession, maybe. Um, game of the midweek, as they're calling it on this article. Buccaneers at Philadelphia. Uh, Buccaneers, seven-point favorites uh, on the road. Obviously, the Eagles have been struggling. Eagles lose last week. Uh, I d let me see if I have that information in front of me. Um, I don't see that information in front of me. <laughs> don't worry about it. It's not affecting my. <laughs> no, that's okay. Eagles won last week against the Panthers. Look, Tommy Brady, Tommy, 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 Tommy. Tommy five touchdowns last week at the ripe old age of seventy-six. Okay, he's going to throw five more. Mark it down. They win. They cover. They're going to. They're gonna run all over that team. I I would agree. Although the 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 over under is at fifty three point five, which is that's that's yeah. fairly high. Yeah, because Tommy's gonna be scoring a lot of points. <laughs> Tommy's gonna score fifty four <laughs> points, of course. I also He's covering his scoring his age this week. <laughs> yes, I also think the Buccaneers win this game. 
Uh, and they cover the spread as well. I don't think that's a very hard game to pick. Rivalry game of the week, which is an interesting spread. And I, 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 I especially off the, after the face of it, the blurb kind of makes you feel like you understand why it's the spread. But let me just dive right into it. Packers on the road against the Chicago Bears, a team that seemingly is just cannot get anything going. Packers, the favorite, but only by four and a half points. Now, apparently, at Chicago. At Chicago. Now, apparently, Green Bay has had some t- difficulties in their secondary, um, but it's still Aaron Rodgers. Um, but apparently, th- what it's saying in the blurb that I'm reading currently is that cl- they've had some trouble on the offensive line in Green Bay, and Cleo Mack might give Aaron Rodgers trouble. I watched the game last week. Yeah. Uh, which Jeff, game? Packers uh, or Packers? Ba- Packers Bengals. Packers Bengals. <clears throat> which was out of control. Um, and. Definitely offensive line troubles for the Packers. Oh, I can definitely do. And I also see secondary problems for the Packers. I saw in my blurb on fantasy about Aaron Rodgers that don't expect this to be a shootout. So okay. I'm guessing the uh, the Bears are going to try to slow this thing down because they certainly can't score a lot of points. I think that over-unders at 45. And what's the spread? 4.5 uh, road favorites for the Packers. I say that the Packers absolutely cover that, but not by double digits. I think that they'll win between 7 and 10 points. Uh, I, it's Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't care about that. He knows what to do. He knows how to handle those things. Uh, it's a matter of if the defense can slow him down. They have a horrendous offense in Chicago. I don't see. I don't see how they keep that within four. No, I I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, the Bears. I, it's not even so much about the Packers right now. Uh, I, I looking. At, it's just like the Bears are just so bad. Yeah. It's well. It's how are the Bears going to play this game? Are they yeah. going to really try to slow it down and and, and waste clock and, yeah. and re- probably. probably probably yeah. It seems they, they. I saw the uh, quote that said their their offense is anemic. Can't get anything oh. going. That's and the worst. It's maybe the worst in the yeah. NFL. I mean, my third overall pick in fantasy year, Allen Robinson, traded immediately yeah. for a guy they, now they that seems useless. Hopefully, nobody. McCaffrey comes they back. Nobody useful. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it. Um, the lock of the week, according to the gambling world, is the Chiefs at Washington. Interesting. I think it's at Washington. Now I'm not quite sure, but um, six and a half, uh, the Chiefs are, are uh, six and a half point favorites. Over under at fifty four and a half. Oh, man. I mean, I don't really know how the Washington football team has been doing this season. I'm, I'm assuming not excellent. Near the Chiefs, though. And the Chiefs aren't excellent either. Um, I'm going to say I'm going to say that the Chiefs aren't as bad as they're showing. I saw they win and they cover, um, and I think they're due. Kelsey's had two struggling games in a row. Uh, the Chiefs' offense looks out of sync. Uh, I think that they're going to have a way to figure it out. I, what better team to have to figure it out against than the Washington football team? Yeah, that's seemingly what the blurb is saying as well <laughs> as we go off the blurbs here. But it, it, the, it, I guess there have some, been some injuries in, in the um, Kansas City wideouts. Uh, I don't know about wideouts. I think uh, Edward Solaire just went down. With he did, with which something. they're saying is going to be beneficial to the, to the Kansas City because they're just going to throw the ball the entire time. And apparently the Washington me. football team does not have a good defense, gives up a ton of big, big, big plays, and, and is incapable of playing from behind. <laughs> um, so they, they're picking it. That's why they, I think toxic they, locker room. Yes. They, I mean, they picked the Chiefs to win 34-17. Okay. Uh, and the spread is only, like we said, six and a half. So they're great. covering the spread by a long shot. Last game that we're going to pick, Sean, and a game that I think a lot of people are going to have their eyes on solely because of what was in the news and our first topic of the day. We have the Oakland Raiders not – or Oakland Raiders playing against the Broncos in Denver, it seems, uh, based on how they're, they're saying this. Um, and the Broncos, three-point three favorites. And the over-under What's set the of 44. record? They one lost team or two? So the Broncos, as I stall here and talk until I look and type in Broncos. <laughs> the B-R-O-N-C-O-S. They're three and two. Okay, the Broncos are three and two, as have Oakland. Oakland start off three and zero, have lost two in a row as well. Um, and now with they're down their coach, which may be a positive based off some of the uh, – West trying to speculate into that club, into that locker room. But they're down a coach. I wish I knew more yeah. about football here because I wonder. I wonder. Like, I feel like in basketball, you can like the the distraction is actually helpful because it helps you like zero in a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's just a lot of film work and like studying that goes into football, not necessarily in the other sports that makes it makes the distractions more of a deal. Uh, I don't think the Broncos really have much they're working with over there, um, but I'm just gonna say, where's the game? The game is seemingly in Denver. No, I got Denver. Denver wins, and it's a three-point favorite. Three-point, they're three-point favorites. Yes. Oh boy, it's close. It's no, it's a toss-up. I, mean, I know that's that's one where I like. I think they win by three. You might, I'll you say they push. cover. I'll say they cover, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not enjoying that. <laughs> I'm not enjoying I'm the not. selection. <laughs> 
Uh, well, I listen. I think I agree with you on it. I think the Broncos win. I don't. Again, I don't know. Have a whole lot of knowledge on both teams, but there's so much turmoil in, in in Oakland. I just don't think teams very much so do well when there's just so much stuff going on outside of the game. Um, they could rally around this interim coach. A lot of times, the interim coach is, uh, is a player favorite. Um, so maybe they do. Uh, what's the, what was the guy that was the interim in, in um, West Virginia? Bill Stewart. Bill Stewart, who I don't know how great of a football coach he was. Rest in peace. But guys really rallied behind him, played well. They but always rallied behind the interim. Yeah, I just don't know how much that really plays a factor in with adults. The NFL with adults. Yeah, I don't think I don't know how much they care like that type of stuff. So I have the, I have Denver as well taking this um, and not having a problem at all. I'm not going to lie to you, Sean. I think this is a tremendous podcast. I actually do as well, and we were only four seconds over an hour. Now five, now six, now seven. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. We're going to end this. Uh, great podcast. I'll see you next week. Uh, last week, just to end this on a, on a note, I was winning last week uh, as far as the picks, uh, which is the first week In I played. total, you were winning? No, 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 just for last just week. For last just this week, yeah. week, which I believe is the first week I won, so mm-hmm. I want to make mention of that. Okay. Uh, but other than that, uh, I'll see you guys next week. All right. I'll see you as well. <laughs> Sorry, we're closed.